as I naturally coach in any space, I speak about mental wellness practices and making sure that you're protecting that space. And I realized I had that click moment that I spent all those years in an industry that didn't stop. And wouldn't it be great to give them the gift of slowing down a little bit and taking care of them? Welcome to Heart Inspired, the show dedicated to highlighting individuals in their pursuit of authentic leadership. We peel back the layers to uncover the roadblocks we all face, explore the actions we can take, and how to persevere toward the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. In this series, my guests will share how they push through the pandemic and other challenges to turn their vision into a reality. Their stories will inspire you to leave self-doubt behind to focus on your goals. Jackie Roby is CEO of Inspired Journey Consulting. Through consulting and curated training, she guides healing and wellness travel businesses to communicate the magic of their missions. Weaving in human design and mental wellness practices, Jackie coaches hoteliers and wellness travel advisors to shine in their brilliance. She is a DEI advocate, host of the podcast through Inspired Eyes, and brings 20 years of travel and hospitality sales experience. Through a message of Travel Can Heal, IJC's vision is to enhance the cultural wellness of the travel industry and encourage healing through travel for a kinder, more inclusive world. Welcome, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. How are you? I'm amazing, Michelle. I'm so grateful to be here. I am so grateful that you agreed to come on this podcast. I'm really excited about our conversation today. I know it's just going to be amazing and inspiring. We're just going to get right to it. You ready? Absolutely. Let's start with your story. You're a fairly new entrepreneur. You're more of a veteran than I am, but let's start there. How did you start your business and what is it that led up to you starting your business? Well, Inspired Journey Consulting started in October 2019, and it was birthed really from part of me hitting my head against a wall, trying to make myself fit into a corporate culture. I had spent my career climbing the ladders, trying different things, putting my goals together for what I was going to be, who I was going to be. And then when I achieved the position that felt like this is amazing, I couldn't figure out what was next. So It had to take me out of the box a bit. But on top of that, I was introduced to wellness travel. And having been in the hospitality and travel industry for, at the time, 17 years, I had never understood or known that this was available. 14 years prior to that, I had fallen into a very deep depression. I am grateful for all of the work that I did to come out of it and the tools that I've learned along the way. And it would have been amazing to know that my own industry could have been there to help speed up that process and support me. When you were in this depression, you were in the travel industry and did not know that this wellness, and did it exist or was it that you just weren't aware? It existed. It has been around. I was not aware. And even when it was introduced to me, I was amazed at how many travel professionals, advisors who'd been in the industry for 20 plus years had no idea really what this was. And still people will say, oh, it's spa, right? And it's much deeper than that, though I do love a good spa. Yeah. Who doesn't? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were in that space of now it started to bubble up and you started to learn about this wellness travel, what happened with you in, in that discovery? What was going on? Well, I 
was incredibly fortunate to spend a long weekend at Canyon Ranch in Lenox. And while I was there, this was my gift to myself, my first real wellness trip. And I knew that I was going to maximize my time there and try a bunch of different things. And one of the things that I did try was life mapping. Tell us more about that. What's that about? So this was really exciting. It talked about finding a little more guidance and purpose in a place where you felt lost. I chose my career. And to my surprise, we took out a piece of paper. I was given colored pencils and I was literally drawing a map, starting with my goals and then venturing out to who can support me, what steps I might need to take to reach my goals, what roadblocks I would come across. And simply by going through this and creating this together, it gave me a plan of action and had me move forward into what could be next. So I checked out on Sunday and on Monday started making all those calls within the business I was with at the time, working on my promotion. (laughs) So at, at that point, Jackie, it was still about you being an employee, but expanding that part of the business as an employee. Yeah, I got it. Okay. To grow it, I wanted to understand. I was looking at it from a fresh set of eyes. And the life coach, she said one thing to me that I will be honest, I heard it multiple times from other people before outside of the company, which was, you're going to do this. And if this doesn't work, you might have to make other plans that don't involve where you are. And, you know, universe, it did not. And within a matter of months of that, I attended the Healing Summit, and that's run by Healing Hotels of the World. That changed me. That made me see that I wanted to immerse myself in the space of wellness and healing travel because of the emotional connection, the importance of who you are at your core, and balancing mental wellness. Your healing of your depression and all of this, was it complete at that point? Is it a journey you still go on? The whole industry of travel and wellness, is that really now bringing it home for you? Yeah, great question. Depression and everything that we do in terms of our healing is a lifelong journey. I have, since that very first time, fallen two more times. Each time has been different than the original and easier because of the fact that I have the tools and I can look at it and say, okay, I've know what's happening. I know where I am. I know this is temporary. I just need to take the steps to get back to center. Yeah. It's almost like taking out that map again, right? Yes. Finding the right road. Absolutely. I want to ask you something about your, your childhood here. When you think about how you are emotionally wired as a child up until that point of depression, what's something Jackie today could tell that child? You don't have to be a people pleaser. I would tell her something I actually just recently was unearthing was everyone doesn't have to like you. Oh, isn't that the truth? Yeah. And I was raised to keep a smile on my face. As much as the message was like, go be a leader, it was also a bit of keep your mouth shut. And I I would tell her something that I actually learned from my friend Martin Friedman at the Soul Focus Group. His mantra of you are enough, you've always been enough, you'll always be enough. You're more than enough. Yes. Yeah. Her and I could have a long talk. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Other than the roadmap and finding that, 
what are some of the things that you do to keep that confidence for you to keep pushing through? Well, recognizing that not everything works all the time. So I think it's very important to have a collection of things that you use. Some people would say a toolbox, but that doesn't make sense for me. So I say a makeup kit. I love that. A makeup kit. (laughs) Fabulous. I'm going to change mine. Toolkit. Oh, do you have a good makeup kit? Great. (laughs) I love to meditate. For me, that is very soothing. So I learned transcendental meditation during the pandemic. That takes me a little bit deeper, but I do guided meditations before I sleep. I was doing guided meditations for years. I practice yoga. I actually have adult coloring books that I love. And I take that out in the middle of the workday to step away from my laptop. Oh, wow. During COVID, when everything was really, really shut down, like you couldn't even go out to the stores. We went on Amazon and we were trying to buy things that we can do. And we ran through all the puzzles until they became like $40 for a puzzle you used to buy in Walmart for $5. And we said, forget that. And then we switched to coloring books. And it was so soothing to do that. And now you just reminded me, I think that's what I need to go back to. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. It really is amazing what it can do. I've been mid-anxiety attack and nothing seemed to help. And I took that out and I could breathe again. Wow. Great tip. I love that. And then also I love that. journal, get it out of your head. Yeah. Um, even if you tear up the paper after or you type it in and delete, it doesn't matter. Getting it out of your head, it stops it from really spinning around and getting worse. Yeah. I, I journal every day and sometimes I don't have a lot to say. And sometimes I have two and a half pages to say, mm-hmm. or to write, I should say. And it, it does help. It does. It clears the, the mess that's going on inside and creates more clarity, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. You mentioned something when you were a kid that although go be a leader, you also said, you know, it was about keeping your mouth shut. And I know being Latina myself, we often were raised a certain way. Now, I was raised by a single mom who was about go be a leader and very vocal and very loud, if you will, sometimes criticized for that. But, you know, we are who we are. Being a Latina woman yourself, do you find that that has been a hindrance in your career or a plus? So interesting. I try to have the perspective that my path was this way for a reason. I do think I would have benefited from a different perspective earlier. How so? In our family, we had a lot of women, women all over the place, but everyone in the family, cousins, uncles, everyone called my dad number one. Mm. Hey, number one's here. There was, despite all the women around, very clear messaging about the men in the family. That really impacted me in business, in standing up to men. I felt intimidated. I probably treated men in power with extra sweetness. Out of fear? I wouldn't have been able to place that back then, but yes. And when I first had that depression, what I'll tell you is my panic and anxiety was so high that I did notice it. I didn't even want to be around men. So there was that fear because I didn't want to return to the habits that brought me into the depression in the first place. Yeah, understandable. So was your father a supporter of you being who you are today? Yes. And 
subconsciously know. Where does your uh, strength I, come from then? You know, as I look back, because I have a lot of love and respect for my parents, I do feel like I had mixed messaging from them. Mm. It was very verbal, one thing, but subconscious, something else, right? Yeah. My sisters, I have two older sisters. They are warriors. And my paternal grandmother, my nanny, I feel like I'm almost her reincarnated. I'll never forget when I brought her to Boston and got her a hotel room that overlooked the Boston skyline. And she said to me something that I said to people beforehand, which was being in the city invigorates me, lights me up. And I grew up in different suburbs, New York and Colorado. So I was drawn to the city. I didn't know exactly why, but she always had that spirit, that fierce fire in her and my sisters too. So you're all warriors. I would say that. Yeah. 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 What keeps that vision for, for you and, and this passion in your business, you, you mentioned your nanny and I could see on your face, there's a lot of admiration and love there. What's in you that keeps that vision alive? I'm a trauma survivor. I have experienced childhood sexual abuse mental abuse, emotional abuse, domestic violence. And I spent way too long being silenced. So now in my business, it took a long time for me to recognize the power of my voice. And finally, in this professional capacity, it keeps me going. And I know that the tools within wellness and healing travel, all the different modalities of things that I learn and can bring to people will help them along their journey of healing. So it's almost as if this journey or this industry with this vertical, you found it, but it found you as well. Absolutely. That's really awesome. I want to segue into, you've had a lot of great lessons learned and you're still learning and you're still exploring. What are some of the things that you share with your clients that is a constant? It doesn't change. It is a core lesson that they must have. Being authentic to who they are. So I work with clients in different capacities, but when I work with travel advisors, agency owners, hoteliers, retreat leaders, oftentimes they're trying to figure out how to get their message out, whether it's their personal branding or their business message. And there's a lot of, should I do this? Should I do that? Everyone else is doing this, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. If it's not aligned with you, it's not going to make sense. So Mm -hmm. either we talk through and find a way to meet you where you are and have it in that comfort so that you're being you or scratch it. We'll figure something else out. That's brilliant. Yeah. I find that sometimes somebody says, oh, you should be doing this. And I'm one of those. I'm wired to collaborate with others to say, what do you think? You know, Mm -hmm. as, as independent, as go-getter as I am, I I like to have that second opinion, if you will. And so, so sometimes it's shared with me and I go back and I digest it and I'm almost enthused and, oh, great idea. And then I come back and I go, Mm, it's not feeling right in the gut. So I have to rethink it again. And so I think that that's the message you're saying to your customers. It's like, yeah, it has to feel good. It has to feel right for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Recently, I've become immersed in and certified in human design. And that 
takes an aspect of really showing who you are, who you're meant to be and how you work best. And so when we do that together, it's even a quicker path to live your best life. Absolutely. Because then, you know, um, you know, I, I have that, some of that certification as a talent optimization consultant. And when you know how somebody is wired, including yourself, not only does it tell you about your strengths, but then you can also talk about, this is an area where I have to stretch and I need help all the time on this area, or that it's going to take me a little bit longer to achieve that because it's not a comfort zone area for me. Right. Yes. What's some of the lessons that you've learned now being in your business that shows up every day for you? Give yourself some grace. We were talking a little bit about that. That is a number one. I look back on productivity and realize, oh, wow, look at what I did in this amount of time. And okay, it's okay to breathe right now. Yeah. Celebrate those wins and embracing that. Yeah. And like we've said before, it's changing the perspective of what a win is. Exactly. Sometimes we can't even identify what a win is. And Isn't that know, I funny? Spent my career in sales and the win was only revenue. And that's mm. not a fair perspective. And oftentimes yeah. when we're putting our mind on revenue, it's the fear base that comes with it. There's a scarcity mindset that we're not meeting. We're not doing. We got to get here. We got to get there. And yeah. that doesn't attract good things. So you started your business October of 2019. I would imagine that that must have been pretty scary because then March of 2020, lots of things changed. (laughs) So let's go into talking about your business. Tell us about who your clients are and what was that journey like from 2019 to March of 2020? And then lead us into where you are today. Sure. So I launched Inspired Journey Consulting, wanting to bridge the gaps between the wellness travel industry on the supplier side, so hotels and resorts, the travel advisors, and also the travelers. Because as an industry insider, I didn't know. How in the world is the traveler supposed to know? So I had this plan in mind that I would do representation for the first, I think I told myself, year or two years. And I am grateful that those contracts came in quickly and stayed loyal to me. But what happened in 2020 (laughs) is I had time to sit with my intuition and realize that was not bringing me joy. And it wasn't challenging me intellectually in the way that I needed to be challenged. It wasn't really bringing out my gifts. It was something that I've done, but it was me 15 years ago. So it was time to create change. So I shifted I've bobbed and weaved in the past almost three years, but what's always maintained are the people that I work with. I stay true to working within wellness and healing travel, whether that is the resort and the hotel doing curated training and coaching for their team, sales and reservations usually, or consulting in their strategy for sales and marketing, whether it's working with wellness travel advisors, maybe they're new to the wellness niche Mm -hmm. and want to position themselves. We do a lot Mm -hmm. of that. Or recently, I've added hoteliers to the mix. That's probably been one of my biggest changes recently because I've had old colleagues of mine come and request coaching sessions with me around their personal brand. And as I naturally coach in any space, I speak about mental wellness practices and making sure that you're protecting that space. 
And I realized I had that click moment that I spent all those years in an industry that didn't stop. And wouldn't it be great to give them the gift of slowing down a little bit and taking care of them? They don't have to leave. They don't have to start their own business. They don't have to switch niches. But if they can just figure out how to be better to themselves, I want to be able to help with that. It's just so great to see that you have taken this industry that you've been in for 17 plus years and found another vertical that really helps you in a vision that you've now created a reality and that it's a calling for you. You and I both have been impacted like the whole world by this pandemic. And I know in my past, whenever I've worked with travel advisors or operations where we both come from the same industry in our past, your goal planning, your reviews in those space, it was always about where do you see yourself a year from now, three years, five years, whatever it is, right? And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how reviews and goal planning usually is. But I know for me, after going through major world events like 9-11, like this pandemic, that the goals for me, the calendar, if you will, has shortened. I'm not looking at one, three, and five years. I'm looking at six months, a quarter, a year, whatever. And not because of fear, but just because things change so quickly, as we've seen. How do you approach goals for yourself personally, for your business, and for your well-being? Well, interestingly enough, I previously would look at the annual, right, and then build out the quarterly. Now, the approach that I've taken for my business and with my clients is quarter at a time because things are always changing. I will say, I think about one, three, and five years in terms of goals that are not revenue-related, but more of my aspirations. That's a game changer right there. Repeat that, please. (laughs) I love that. Go ahead. Looking forward to one, three, and five-year goals that are not revenue-related, but aspirations. So writing a book, being a TED speaker, things like that. Those are two big ones on my list. And every year I like to go through and see, all right, where do I want to be? What's coming up? and work towards that in some capacity, or maybe just put it out in the universe and see what it brings back. So I know that you have, and I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about that. I haven't gotten to your chapter yet, but tell us a little bit about your co-authoring. You're getting closer to that goal. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that was really cool because on New Year's Eve, 2021, I sat down to write out my goals and my vision for the following year. And I told myself that in 2023, I wanted to write a book. And by mid-February, I was invited to be a co-author on a collaborative book. So I wrote a chapter and that was pretty amazing. I'm so grateful. The book is called The Ultimate Guide to Creating Your Soul-Aligned Business. And it is 25 women in wellness that have contributed to it. I've read most of it. What I've read so far has been very inspirational. My only regret is that I read it on a Kindle because I can carry it everywhere. And it's the kind of book that you need to be reading with pen and paper, your journal, and just, oh, that's something good to have. So definitely recommend it to the listeners. 100% agree. (laughs) It took me a while too. I probably still have about five more chapters to go because I stopped and did all the exercises. 
Exactly. Cause there are some great things to practice there. And there's so many that are, you know, they're all different. Mm-hmm. Really great. So how close are you to your being a Ted talk speaker? I am not there yet. I will tell you that my speaking coaches have told me that I'm there in terms of my skill set. It's a different process. It has to be based on whatever themes they're doing in your city. However, I am grateful to say that I can now call myself an international speaker because I was flown to Dubai last year to speak at T-Fest and they're bringing me back again this year. And this year, I'm also being flown to Ibiza to speak at the retreat show, which is the first time this is actually coming out. It's big for the wellness travel sector. So those have been pretty phenomenal experiences. You are living your dream. Yeah. I'm so happy for you because, you know, when we first reconnected during COVID, it was such an important time for us to just kind of be there for one another. And you were much further ahead in what you were doing. And I admired you so much with your drive to just keep pushing through, especially during a pandemic, like who does this kind of stuff? And I love the fact that there's one, three, five-year goals of what you aspire to do as opposed to focusing on the revenue. You have a podcast as well, which I listen to. Every time I I dial into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite. And then I go back (laughs) and I go, oh my gosh, no, this one's my favorite. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and who are some of your guests and what they bring to your company and, and your inspiration. My podcast is called Through Inspired Eyes, and I speak to my guests about wellness and healing travel, mental wellness, and how to be inclusive in travel. So as I was on my journey to build this company, I realized that my values are incredibly important and need to be loud and proud in what I do. And as you and I both know, we don't have diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice, then you can't really have full wellness. So I like to call it cultural wellness when it comes to the workplace. And I don't know what I don't know. I know that that's what most of the world goes through. We don't know what we don't know. So part of the podcast is exploring that. It's also exploring healing modalities, different resorts that people can experience to support their journey, different retreats and what that looks like, what are the differentiators, and then everything around mental wellness. Because body acceptance is one of my biggest priorities, you will not hear anything about detoxing or weight loss or things that support diet culture will not be there. I find them triggering and there's not a place for it. So that's so amazing what you just said about that, because as women, we definitely suffer from that. And it's almost as if you go to those resorts for that. For me, it would be, there's something wrong with you and here's how we're going to fix it. We're going to flush everything out of you and then rebuild you back up. And then you go home with what? The refrigerator with, and the supermarket with. And that's not sustainable and it's not good for us. No. You know, one of the things that I loved about the wellness experience was getting ideas of how to bring it back to my life. It made me excited to come home and try new things. What's some of the things you've tried that's new? Food-wise, I will tell you, I spent a lot of time at the Retreat Costa Rica. They're an old client of mine. They were one of my first. And they do amazing, amazing food. It is gluten-free, dairy-free, no refined sugars, often 
vegetarian or vegan. And one thing that I learned that I was able to take home was at dinner, they would do a a three course. And the first course was always a warm vegetable soup. And they talked about how it opens your digestive system. So it makes it better to process everything. So I was on a kick for a year and I got an immersion blender and I made soups so that every week I had a different soup that I could enjoy. That was pretty awesome. There were so many flavors that popped and my husband was a fan of that too. So that was a great tip I was able to take. At Euphoria Retreat, I attended a chakra dancing class. That was awesome. So really getting into your body to release and get yourself back aligned again. And then most recently, I went on a retreat with Advivam Journeys. And this was really this emotional pathway of where do I want to go next? And I was so confused at first because I thought, I have my business. I'm good. But really, it's not about that big change. It's about something else. So we've talked imposter syndrome before. And I know you have on your podcast. So much of that is not having that self-trust. I wanted to trust myself. So I went into this retreat, not realizing until the day I got there that I wanted to work on trusting myself. And I was able to release something emotionally and then take with me the reminders from it, the lessons Mm. that I learned, like a question that I was going to ask myself, what would my younger self ask me that would help me to achieve this? That question for me was, whose voice are you listening to? So I try to remember that when I'm in a moment of doubt. So for those listeners who may be feeling doubt about taking a vision and making it a reality, that's a great nugget. Whose voice are you listening to? Are you on that imposter syndrome roller coaster where it may be stopping you? Are there any other clients or candidates of clients that you would want to focus on that you haven't tapped into? Who would that Hmm. be? Probably healers recognizing that you can't see a billboard up close, right? You have Mm. to move out, which is why what we do is so powerful. When you hire that other person, they can see things more clearly. Absolutely. And a healer can do amazing things. Do they realize how important that is and how to market that? So I would say that's something. And then For travelers themselves, that's where the Travel Can Heal initiative comes in. So I launched this initiative in 2021, realizing that we all needed healing. And while I knew it before, hopefully the world (laughs) is catching up. (laughs) So It's a little slow on the message, right? A little bit. It can happen. (laughs) Yeah. So I encourage people to follow the hashtag on social media. Those will give you resources on wellness and healing modalities, resorts, and travel advisors to work with. Sign up for the newsletter to get updates. And then on the podcast, it's actually official title is Through Inspired Eyes, Travel Can Heal. But how much longer do I need to make things? So, (laughs) (laughs) You know, when we have these great ideas in the beginning, we're like, oh, that's fabulous. It'll catch on. Then you, you know, six months down the road, you go, maybe not. (laughs) 
Well, that's awesome. We will make sure that in the notes, we have all of your contact information for sure. I just want to say, Jackie, it has been such a pleasure. I know we, we've been friends for a while now and watching you grow in this journey has just been really incredible. I love collaborating with you, bouncing off ideas, giving us self patience and grace, right? That's what we, that's the, that's the new thing for the week, patience and grace. And I can't wait to read your chapter. We'll put that in the notes too, the the name of the book. And then of course you'll have to, we'll have to have you back again when you have your own book. Yes. Putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're putting it out in the universe. And then also when you become a TEDx and then a TED talk speaker. So wishing you all the best. Michelle, I'm so grateful for you and thank you for bringing your brilliance to everything. My pleasure. And it's a gift to be collaborating with you. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening to Heart Inspired. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. And don't forget to lean in, be heard, and be inspired. This podcast was created by Heart Metrics Consulting, editing and co-produced by David Castle Productions, and co-distributed by Business Travel 360. For more information about Heart Metrics Consulting, visit us at heartmetrics.com. <laughs>